Good morning. Let us turn our attention this morning to Mark 10, 46 through 52. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. The focus of the scriptures that we're looking at, Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52, revolves around basically three different events. And let me tell you about these events. The first event was that Jesus gave sight to Bartimaeus. The, the second event is that Jesus telling Bartimaeus that it's really his faith that healed him, not Jesus. And the third event is now that Bartimaeus could see, and remember, Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. But what did Bartimaeus do? He stayed. He stayed with Jesus. So those are the outcomes that happened with this whole episode with Bartimaeus. However, what I'd like to do today is to explore the question of how we got there. How do we get to these three outcomes? How do we get with Bartimaeus getting his sight? How do we get with, with Jesus telling Bartimaeus that it's your faith that, restored, that gave you your sight? How do we get to the point that Bartimaeus decided to stay with Jesus? Well, I suggest to you that how we got there is because Bartimaeus decided to have a conversation with Jesus. And that conversation was a life-changing conversation. 
And that conversation can be a blueprint for the conversations that we should have within our own lives. Conversations with Jesus that can change our lives and not only change our lives, but change lives of generations of our families. Think about Brian Bonamass. He was blind. He couldn't see. He was an outcast. But because he had a conversation with Jesus, he could see he followed Jesus and think of the ramifications for the rest of his family by just having that conversation. So that's what we're going to look at in this sermon today. So I want you to pray with me, please. Oh, great and wonderful Father, we are so grateful that you have always been open to us to have a conversation with you. No matter where you are or what condition, no matter where we are, I should say, and what condition we are in, you are always open to listen and respond. Father, in this conversation, I pray that those who hear will be drawn nearer to you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us say amen and amen. So again, the question that I want to explore with you today is how that Bonamaeus this blind beggar who was relegated to sitting on the side of the road. How in the world did he have an encounter with the son of God? An encounter that changed his life. An encounter that, again, can provide us a roadmap in terms of how we should change our own lives. And simply put, it all happened because he had a conversation with Jesus. Now, a closer look at the text can give you, I want to say, four keys, four takeaways about how we should go about having a conversation with Jesus. How we should go about having a conversation with Jesus' congregation. So here's the first one. Jesus is okay with you starting the conversation. Jesus is okay with you starting the conversation with him. Now, look at verse 47, and I hope that you have your Bibles with you if you are uh, at home or uh, on the road or wherever, But, uh, but, but because this is one that I'm going to lean heavily on the text. Verse 47 says this, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. Bonimaeus started the conversation. He didn't wait for Jesus to start the conversation. He started the conversation. And guess what? Jesus is okay with us starting the conversation with him. He really is. But how do you start that conversation with Jesus? Well, one of the ways we can start that conversation with Jesus is by praying without ceasing. Praying without ceasing. Now, praying does not necessarily mean that I got to get down on my knees and everything's got to be quiet and I've got to strike out a certain time of day and all those sorts of things. You don't have to do that. Praying without ceasing may be that you're in your car and you're getting ready to go someplace and you say a prayer before you get on the dangerous highways and byways. Praying without ceasing could mean that you're at your job and somebody's getting on your last nerve and you say, holy Jesus, please help me. Praying without ceasing could mean 
that you're having a good time with your grandkids. And this is a wonderful, wonderful day. And you just stop to say, Lord, thank you. Praying without ceasing is a way for us to start the conversation. Now, here's another thing you can do. Have a regular prayer time. Yeah, have a regular prayer time. Now, I said you can pray without ceasing. You can pray anytime you want to, but it's okay to have a regular prayer time. How about when you get up in the morning? First thing you do when you get up in the morning before you go check that cell phone, at least that's what I do. Have a prayer with Jesus. And you can have it while you walk into the bathroom, folks, too. Pray. Pray without ceasing. And then another way you can start a conversation with Jesus is to have prayer with others. We have this devotional prayer line on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at uh, 6.30 a.m. Eastern. Now, here is the diabolical and wonderful thing about our new number that we've given you. That new number, which is 857-799-9977. You can use that number to dial into the prayer line. Yeah, you can use that number to dial into the prayer line. We're trying to make it easy for you so that's just really one call, that's all, or one number, that's all, that you can reach out the new Bethel for stuff. So if you dial that number at 630 in the morning, it will hop you on to the prayer line. You can pray with other people. So that's how Bonimaeus did with Jesus. He started the conversation. Now, here's the second kind of key here. You got to understand that there will be naysayers. There will be folks who do not who do not like the fact that you are having a conversation with Jesus. Let me say that again. There will be naysayers. There will be folks who won't like the fact that you are having a conversation with Jesus. Look at verse 48 in the text. Uh, the people said, be quiet. Many people yelled at him. But what did blind Bartimaeus do? He kept having the conversation with Jesus. Now, let me talk about how to overcome naysayers. First, what is a naysayer? Well, a naysayer is a person who says something won't work. It's impossible. They always are expressing pessimistic views. Oh, yeah, I heard these pessimistic views the other night about the Braves. Oh, no, they lost that game in Los Angeles. Oh, they're doomed. They got to come back to Atlanta. They're going to lose. Well, that's a naysayer. You know, you never count out the Braves, Hoss. So we've got naysayers in our lives. Yes, we do. And so what we have to do we got to overcome the naysayers like blind Bartimaeus did. And so here's some ways to overcome the naysayers. One of the ways is this. Remember that the naysayers are not your God. The naysayers are not your God. My God is what? He's awesome. He can move mountains. Can your naysayers do the things that God can do? Look at Psalm 118. Stanza six, the Lord is for me, so I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The more persistent and consistent and determined you are to have a conversation with Jesus, 
the less impact the naysayers will have. Again, blind Bartimaeus and, and, and that rendition that Sister Hodges did for us. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. No, Bartimaeus, you can't say that. And he kept on saying it. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He only shouted louder, the text said. Now, here's another way of getting rid of the naysayers. To put your trust in God and only God. To put your trust in God and only God. Proverbs 29, 25 tells us from the Message Bible, the fear of human opinions disables us, but trusting from God protects you from that. So we are reading a book uh, as part of our book club called uh, The Last Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. Now, if you're reading that book with us, you may be saying this pastor has lost his mind because this is Tiffany Haddish and Tiffany Haddish is rough and Tiffany Haddish uses some rough words. I mean, some real rough words. And she describes certain situations that happen in her life. And, and some of those situations, I will tell you, are X-rated. But here's the deal. She had to overcome a whole lot of naysayers to get to where she was. She grew up in South Central Los Angeles. She grew up with a father who abandoned her at three years old. She grew up with a mother who was injured in an automobile accident and injured so severely that the mother became a schizophrenic. And she had other children as well by another man. And then she found out that the man, the stepfather, who treated her badly, tried to have the mother and all of them killed because that accident really wasn't an accident. He cut the brake line. And it just happened to be that the kids were at home and the mother was by herself. This woman has gone through a whole lot of stuff. And a whole lot of naysayers probably said, you can't be a comedy star. You can't be a movie star. You're just a little old girl from South Central. So we've got to go through the naysayers. we got to fight the naysayers. And God will show us and God tells us that our lives are not pretty. Our lives are messy. Our lives have drama in it. Our lives have nasty and bad words in it. So that's what we're reading this book called The Last Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish with all these bad words in it and all these situations. And I hope you will read it too and join us for our book club and have a laugh or two as we read this book. Now let me talk about the third thing. So we're reviewing these four things in terms of how we can have conversations with Jesus. Um, and and if, if you remember, the, the first one was that you could start the conversation with Jesus. Jesus doesn't mind you starting the conversation with. And the second one is understand that they're going to be naysayers. And now here's the third one. Jesus will engage you in the conversation and will give you the desires of your heart. Jesus will engage you. If you start the conversation with Jesus, Jesus will engage you in that conversation and give you the desires of your heart. 
So look at verse 49. When Jesus heard him, that's Bartimaeus, he stopped and he said, tell him to come here. Tell him to come here. Who's him? Bartimaeus. So they called the blind man. These are all these naysayers. They called the blind man and said, cheer up. They said, come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus did what? He threw aside his coat. He jumped up and he came to Jesus. And then look at verse 51. Look at verse 51. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? What would you do if Jesus asked you that? What do you want me to do for you? Well, the only way we get to that point is because Bartimaeus engaged Jesus, had a conversation with him, fought through the naysayers. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And what did Jesus, and what did Bartimaeus ask? He said, Rabbi, I want to see. I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see. Now, let me make sure that you understand that, you know, some folks get all hook up in faith and that, well, I asked Jesus for something and he didn't give it to me. You say all this stuff, you know, look at blind Bartimaeus. He asked for what he could see and Jesus didn't give it to me. Many times Jesus will give us what we want, but it may not be in the form that we want it. I would suspect, and we studied about him in Sunday school recently, and, and we also saw this fellow in a book that we read uh, called Warmth of Other Sons, and I'm talking about Ray Charles. Ray Charles is a, uh, is a musical genius, and I say is because we can still hear the music of Ray Charles, even though he's gone on to glory. And don't you think that perhaps somebody in his life prayed and said, Lord, give Ray his sight. Please give Ray his sight so he can see. Did God deny that wish? I don't think so. Ray Charles could see. And how he saw was through his music. How he saw was through his ears. How he saw was through his experiences of life. Sometimes we ask for healing. When we are down and out and sick and suffering and the Lord will give us that healing, that healing may look like death. And we say, oh, no. I asked the Lord to heal this person and the person died. But what do we say? Absence of the body is to be present with the Lord. God will give us the desires of our hearts, but those desires may not look like the way we want them to look because who's in charge? God is and we're not. So keep on asking for the desires of your heart. God will give them to us and then accept the desires that God has given us. We can see. We may be able to see with our ears. And that loved one that we love so dearly may pass away. 
but to be absent of the body is to be with the Lord. And we know, we know, we know, we know, we know that we will see them again. Now, here's the fourth and final thing about our conversations with Jesus. And that is when you're in conversation with Jesus, you will follow him. And when you follow Jesus, your faith will grow. So one of the hidden gems of this whole passage is we get so caught up in Bartimaeus seeing because of his faith. And, and that's great. But what did Bartimaeus do after he got his sight? He didn't go off and, and, and chase wine, women and song. He didn't go off and uh, and 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 parlay this new site into lots of money and all sorts of other things. He decided to follow Jesus. He decided to follow Jesus. And, and remember, there were crowds of people around Jesus already, but he decided to follow Jesus. And what do you think he did when he decided to follow Jesus? He became a testimony. Because people who were following Jesus, who saw this whole scene when Jesus went to some went someplace else to a new place or whatever, people could point to Bartimaeus and say, hey, you know what? That's the guy who was blind, but Jesus made him see. So when we follow Jesus, when we're in a conversation with Jesus, we will follow him. And when we follow him, guess what? Our faith will become stronger. It has to, because we've decided to follow Jesus. Again, look at verse 52. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has made you heal. Faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. He followed Jesus down the road. So the question for us today, the question for you and the question for me, is are we in conversation with Jesus? Are you in conversation with Jesus? Have you and are you initiating conversation with Jesus? Because it's okay to do. Are you fighting against the naysayers? And some of those naysayers are in your very own head to say, I don't need to talk to Jesus. I'm cool. I'm okay. And have in your conversations with Jesus, have you told Jesus and asked Jesus about the desires of your heart? And now that you're in conversation with Jesus, are you following Jesus? Just like blind Bartimaeus did. So that's the question. The question is, are you in conversation with Jesus? Or are you looking to improve your conversations with Jesus? Because we can all improve our conversations with Jesus. Or do you just want a conversation with Jesus? Well, here's what I'd like for you to do. If you answer yes to any of those questions, pray with me, please. Lord, we cry out to you, wanting to talk to you, knowing you like Bartimaeus. So when we talk with you, our lives will be changed. 
So I come to you, Lord, as a sinner, looking for a new life in you, with you in my life. A life where I walk with you and I talk with you for the rest of my days. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say, amen. Amen and amen. So if you prayed that prayer with me, you are saved. And you are in a position now, and you've always been in a position to have a conversation with Jesus. Let me make sure that you understand. You don't, many people believe, well, I got to wait till I clean up my life to start talking to Jesus. Uh, 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 uh. You start talking to Jesus and Jesus will clean up your life. So you can do that right now. But the salvation that you just prayed for, the salvation that you just asked for, is only as good as where you park your salvation. Now, if you park your salvation where you've been parking it before, in front of the TV or wherever, it's not going to do you any good. Because you got to grow your salvation. You got to be with like minded people. You got to be with believers. And I believe that New Bethel, for 152 years, we have been a good, godly pastor for your salvation. So in just a few moments, I'm going to ask the congregation here at New Bethel to stand and I'm going to ask them to give me their hand and guard their hearts. However, if you are looking at our rendition here on Facebook or you are listening to our podcast that may come out later. So here is a or you're listening on the phone on our new phone line. Here is an opportunity for you right now, to have a conversation with Jesus. So here's what I'd like for you to do. I want you to call me. I want you to call me or text me. You can call me at my phone number, which is 608-358-1309. That's 608-358-1309. Just give me a call, send me a text, and let's start having a conversation about your faith. Now for our benediction a covering of God's grace and mercy until we meet again. May the grace of the Lord that have been with you as you have these conversations with Jesus, let you have a glorious life with Jesus. And may God's grace, peace, and joy will be with you henceforth now and forevermore. Let us all say amen, everybody. Take care. Saints, it's your faithful giving to New Bethel that has allowed us to do God's work. You can give to New Bethel by texting NBC150 to 888-364-4483. You can also give online at www.nbcdublin.com. Or you can mail your contribution to Post Office Box 1690, Dublin, Georgia, 31040. Blessings. And thank you.